This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. This is Untold Valor, where we share stories of uh, military personnel and their experiences during and after service, as well as other folks to just share their conversations and stories about the topic around getting help, getting well, getting healthy uh, in all walks of life as it pertains to our veterans. And you know, we were talking a little bit before we started rolling on this podcast about the definition of valor and its honor plus dignity. And uh, I think there's there's this great strength and and honor in asking for help as well. And so that's part of the reason we chose the name uh, for the podcast was to let people know that it's okay, you know, that, that have that strength or courage to reach out and say, I need help. Um, there's valor in that as well. So this week we've got a great conversation with Ryan Allman's going to be joining us. He's an operations manager at Compere. Uh, in Lebanon, and so he's going to jump in and talk with us a little bit. Uh, he's got a, his own story, serving time in the military as well, and also just really working with mental health and wellness at Compere. So, Ryan, welcome in. How are you? I'm I'm doing really well. I really appreciate you guys having me on today, and you know, enjoying and looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. And Reverend Ben's here once again. Reverend Ben, thanks for being here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to another session. Yeah, always good to talk with you and have you here. Uh, for your side and view on things as well. So let's get into it as we usually do. Ryan, uh, kick us off a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about you uh, and your time in the service and, and what's going on with you and your walks of life. Well, I'll, I'll try to give you guys the, the abridged version, if you will, if we, if we rewind all the way back to 1998. I first decided it was going to be a great idea to serve in the uh, serve in the Army, and uh, my parents didn't want me to go. I was all set up to go to, uh, to college at Kent State. You know, I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. You know, I had had a choice, aerospace technology and learn to fly airplanes or join the army. Mm, and wow. uh, I, I just I just thought a lot of my friends were going to school and I wasn't that that good of a student. I, I wrestled. I, I played the drums um, and I, I, I did OK at both. And uh, I was just like, there's got to be something more to, to this. OK. And so, you know, I went through and I, I somehow convinced my parents to uh, to sign me up and say, hey, get this physical. You could join the military. And I actually didn't I didn't leave until uh it was two days before my uh, 18th birthday, I shipped off to basic training, good old Fort Knox, Kentucky. Mm. I remember my 18th birthday. I was I was able to sneak away a piece of cake, <laughs> um, you know, celebrated in my mind. While you know, I, I don't remember what it tasted like. I don't remember what it feels chocolate or vanilla. It was just a hurry up, grab it, eat it, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I, one of those like <laughs> those memories I remember. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. So, how long did you spend in the service? So I, I retired in 2020, so I spent uh, 21 and a half years. Well, I guess you um, made a good decision. You obviously in, I, stayed there. <laughs> it was, it was, I, I look back, you know, it was, it was a great, it was a great decision because, you know, I was, I was, I was really, I was privileged to, uh, to serve and I, I, I served alongside some, uh, some, mer- some amazing human beings um, and learned a lot. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be a three-year contract, you know, something like $35,000 that I could use towards uh, college. Uh, after those three years, and uh, I, I was I was having such a good time in Texas as my first assignment, 
And in that time, you know, people were either coming from Korea or going to Korea. And I was like, well, I really don't want to go to Korea. And so I was, I was able to relist. I was able to choose to go to Europe, Europe and uh, be okay. stationed in Germany. And, uh, and that's, and that's, that's where I ended up going. And I spent better part of eight years assigned to Germany, but, uh, with deployments and after, you know, post nine 11, you know, I learned a little bit of German and, 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 you know, was, was, was immersed in some of the culture. Uh, but a lot of it was coming and going. How was your overall experience in the military? Did you find it to be, I mean, clearly you must've found it to be positive. You stayed in for, you know, for 20 years, 20 plus years, but, uh, what was your kind of takeaway from that? In, in general, it was, it was a amazing experience for me, a positive impact on me. And I, you know, I can look back and it was just like, wow, but I'm also a realist. I, I can look back and there, there were some tough times being separated from home. You know, as, you know, I just turned 18 is my first time away from home. You know, we had some family struggles growing up. My, you know, my parents somehow managed to stay together. You know, my brother is uh, involved with drugs uh, early on and, and, you know, I, you know, I was separated. I didn't know anything that was going on at 18 years old. And here I was in this new world called the military. Um, so that's, that was hard at the beginning. And then, and then, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to move to Texas or I'm going to move to Texas. And, you know, I'm, you know, better part of 20 hours away from friends and family in Ohio. And all my friends are going to college at that time. And, uh, and here I am, uh, learning this adult life. And that's where I, that's where I was, you know, had my first, other than uh, uh, drill sergeants, you know, that, you know, leadership. And I had, you know, people that were, you know, assigned to be my leader that, that cared about me. Yeah. And that made an impact on me because, you know, I had some real, again, I was really privileged. I had some really great leaders. And I also did a lot of push-ups because I also made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's good for that, for sure. Uh, well, there, 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 there's some character building. That's here. right. Well, I noticed that obviously on your bio here that you went into, you know, really serving, um, and volunteering with various military and veteran uh, organizations afterwards. You got a psychology degree from PSU. Uh, and so when you got out, is that, did it kind of, uh, what informed your, I guess, your career move uh, into this area? Was it because you wanted to work with other veterans? Was it things that you had saw? You know, just in general, what kind of pushed you that direction? The choice to leave the military, it wasn't easy. My wife and I, we, we went through a challenging period in our, in our marriage uh, towards the end of my career. And we're able to work through it. And we could talk more about that. And it was it was like, all right, hey, if we leave the military, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we came up with this great idea. We're going to start this business. And uh, we ran with it. And we were able to transition to Texas for, for my last assignment. So I started my career and ended my career in Texas. And uh, we came up with this idea, like I said, to start this business. Right right before uh, we, you know, I actually signed out of the military, I was able to spend a good couple months uh, working on me, um, you know, from physical therapy to uh, mental health and uh, relationships. And, you know, it was, it was a really cool experience. And I also found out more about volunteering. Uh, especially my last year in military, I had, I had a lot of time uh, to just explore the military, the community outside of the military. And I really fell in love with meeting all these people outside of the military. Mm. And it really informed when it, when it came time to, to leave the military, you know, I was already volunteering with a couple different organizations. So when I, when I showed up in Pennsylvania, my wife is from here. I am not, I still mispronounce uh, cities uh, around <laughs> the area here. <laughs> which which is really fun. So I'm a, I'm a transplant here to uh you know outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, you said Lebanon. I, I would have got yelled at if I said Lebanon is Lebanon. Uh, okay. Just like okay. Lancaster, okay. Lancaster. Of uh, you know, anyways, I've, I've learned these things. 
And uh, but I've learned these things through meeting other people and this this great thing called volunteering. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually showed up to comp here as a volunteer. I, I, I got a flyer at the at my local VA here. And uh, and one of the previous directors was actually working at the VA. I said, here, check this place out. Um, handed me a little trifle. I was like, OK, this is great. You know, I'll add this to my uh, my things to think about. And then, I, I you know, at that time, I kind of went by the rules of three. If, you know, if I see something about three times, let me look into it. And I, I had an email that showed up and I, as I saw, you know, something on social media about this compere thing. And at that time, I was just I joke. I joke. I left the military. And I became the serial volunteer. And now now I don't joke anymore. Say, hey, I became a professional volunteer once I left the military. Nice. And um, and yeah, and I learned about this thing called compere core. And, uh, and I was I was uh, I was hooked. I, uh, I I have a friend through Compure now. We 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 text more than we we talk, and we meet in person. Um, you know, for for other reasons, you know, he he doesn't really care to leave um, where he lives. But you know, we work through these things. But it was, it was through volunteering. I you know I met I met him through volunteering. I learned about Compure. And is that part of the is that kind of the part of the buddy program you're talking about? So right. our Compure Core program it, it, it's really about. Uh, our Compere Core program is is just like the traditional model of Compere of matching, you know, caring adult with uh, somebody in need. Right. Uh, but but the core program takes on a veteran to veteran help. So I was paired with another veteran okay. uh, who's, who has some challenges and um, just a friend. And that's and that's a big chunk of what we talk about often here on the podcast, Ryan, is is reaching out, helping others, whether you're, you know, got a psychology degree or not. Right. You have the experience of being a fellow veteran uh, and reaching out to other veterans, but also for those that are struggling, trying to figure out how to get some help themselves, whether it's they're not sure where to turn or they're just not comfortable with asking for the help. And so in your role now and even through your role as in the military, often that is the struggle for many of our military personnel is feeling OK asking for help. A hundred percent. And that's, I mean, going back to your question was that, that that's what informed my decision. I was like, well, this business didn't work out. Right. Um, let, me go back, let me go back to school. Um, let, me, let me get a degree. And when am I going to get a degree? And it, you know, it took me 20 years to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. And I'm, I'm still learning. But it was it was one of those things. Uh, hey, psychology, I could I could I could take this. I could be a counselor. I have, I have two other friends, close friends that I served with were, were clinicians master level clinicians uh, and working in the veteran military uh, affiliate community. And um, I was like, Hey, I want to do this too. I want to be help. And, and, and through volunteering, I also see the need for help. And then through, through the process of psychology, I was like, Hey, I really don't want to be a clinician. What else could I do? More like um, in the field, correct? I did. Yeah. I did. And, and, and again, through volunteering and, and, and I actually, through my undergrad, I actually was a, uh, I was an intern in, in our computer office. Um, and I was able to see more of the ins and outs of what we do and, and understand a little bit more about community mental health and then try to find my place within community mental health in, in our little small area of Lebanon, but also in our, our kind of our, our greater capital region, the Harrisburg, York, Carlisle, you know, trying to figure out, hey, what what is this area? Who who could use some it's not it's not that, you know, the the handout, but the hand up. And, and what's my role in that? And how how could I how could I be? you know, a voice for those who don't have it. And how could I, uh, you know, kind of get some change going? Because, you know, a lot of people have their different experiences with uh, with the VA, mm -hmm. with getting help. And, you know, I, I could leverage my personal experiences and then now my professional experiences to, to better inform or more inform yeah, gotcha. uh, other people. And that's and that's that's really, I, I guess, my goal now post-military is, is just kind of spreading the good word and, and then letting people know that, hey, we, we could do this and we could do this together. For my for my experience, um, you know, there were some things in the military that discarded me, and and it was a bit of insanity. 
what I have found though, my, my, the insanity increased my humanity, which gave me, because my pain was, uh, was a motivator to, to get help and to also be able to help other veterans as well and other people in general. Yeah, I can definitely see where, you know, that's going to be the case for many folks. And, and so it's always good to talk with individuals like, you know, yourself, Ben and, and Brian as well, who, who make that transition to helping others. Uh, what's some of the bigger struggles that you see, Ryan, in your in your role as an operations manager at Compeer in helping, uh, you know, veterans or maybe some of the bigger challenges that they're struggling with, like kind of the top tier ones that uh, others listening today might feel like, yeah, that's me. I'm in that group. You know, how do I get help for that? I mean, riff, riffing off of what Reverend Ben just said, I mean, humanity and, and, and other people knowing that there's there's other good humans out there that, that are willing to to help. And whether those humans are, you know, within the VA or another nonprofit organization, um, connecting, connecting those folks. And, you know, I, I see a lot of a lot of guys and gals and family members that, hey, I I need help putting up a fence because my husband's back is is, is broke from all the years in service. Mm. Who could do that for me? And uh, we actually, outside of Comp here, we were able to uh, start a coalition uh, of, of member and have have members that you know that they're able to volunteer. They're also able to volunteer through their organization. And hey, I I know somebody who does fences, and we could have a uh, essentially a work day instead of having a meeting. We could we could we could do volunteer work, and we could help put this fence up. Or that's awesome. You know, veterans you know who who have died, and their family member has you know extra wheelchairs and canes and other devices. You know, through our coalition, you know we could we could either put them in storage um, or we could deliver them to deliver them to another veteran in need. And then, I mean, it echoes in, in, you know, in, in comp here, in comp here core, you know, we, we sit and we have our monthly breakfast um, and, and we just sit and chat and you get a bunch of veterans around a meal and we, we, we talk about the old times, we talk about the new times, but in those conversations, it's like, Hey, I'm having car trouble. I don't have the money for this. I, I really wish comp here had the money to help people with this issues. But when we're when we're sitting there over a meal, we're able to say, well, hey, you know, I could help you with that. Or I know somebody who can help you with that. And we're able to connect resources at a, at a, at a breakfast um, and get somebody's car fixed, get somebody's plumbing repaired, uh, get somebody, you know, in the wintertime, heating oil's big, you know, that, that hand up of, hey, we, we could help you out this month, but just friend to friend um, and, and, and able to do it that way. And just showing again that humanity in life, and you know, people of character that they care about uh, veterans. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, we had a uh, guest on uh, the episodes on one of the episodes earlier uh, this season, and they were talking about the transition. You know, from from military to civilian life and some of the culture shock and, and and little things like that can go a long way to smoothing some of that over as well, right? Just sitting around having that camaraderie and just talking about life, right? Murphy's Law, life happens. And so, and then all of a sudden one person says, hey, I can help with that and so on and so forth. It, it just, you know, it's a great feeling to kind of get that snowball effect rolling as well. Yeah, there's there's definitely power in that and, and, and for people to know that, I mean, Transition. I mean, transitions are, are natural in life. We we all go through them. You right. know, we've, we've we've all left home. Uh, leaving the military again is another transition. I don't want to minimize it, but when you go through a transition, you know that there's 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 people or a group of people or organizations that have your back mm-hmm. uh, to get you through some of these tough sticking points. And once once you realize you have that backing, this transition thing isn't as difficult as as, as it may have seemed. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, so we talk a lot on the show about 
uh, sharing resources, sharing information. Obviously, what you do is right there is is in that uh, working at Compure and Compure Core. So, any, any kind of messages that you'd like to share from just your daily experience that you see that that veterans struggle with, or a personal message even that you'd kind of want to share? Uh, like, like I said uh, earlier, I I struggled towards the end of my career. Didn't even know I was struggling. Uh, with mental health. Um, hey, am I doing okay? Hey, can I be better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that thought going through my mind and, you know, working the hours that I, that I did finally came to the point where it's like, I need to ask somebody else. I need to figure this out. How do I sleep better? How do I make it through the day without getting angry? I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked to a couple of close friends and said, hey, you know, Ryan, or at that time they used my rank. Um, it was, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you, you need to go talk to somebody or it would be good if you did. And so that opened up the door for me, uh, you know, it allowed me, yeah, let me make the time. Let me go. Let me go down the road and, you know, talk to people. And, and I did. Um, and it was it was it was really it was, it was, it was eye opening. It was mind opening. But what what that first conversation did, you know, allowed me, you know, to make that decision to retire and say, hey, I, you know, I want to spend some time with my wife and kids and watch them grow up versus staying in the military. And that was a personal choice. And that was that was hard. Uh, because I loved doing what I was doing, but that opened up the mental health world to me of, all right, hey, this is okay to ask for for some help and to get some direction and, you know, get a, a you know, disinterested third person to help you through these things. And and it did, and, you know, saved my marriage, allowed me to retire and allowed me, you know, the continuum of care once I left the service, it allowed me to have a provider here in Pennsylvania through the VA. And then if I, if I wasn't comfortable, I knew other resources were there that, you know, that weren't affiliated with the VA that I could go talk to as well. So just that from that conversation of, of people saying, yeah, hey, talk to somebody else on this. You know, there's there's pros like that that stigma that we talk about with mental health was broken, you know, the last couple of years that I was in the military. I'm, I'm really happy for that. And then to this day, you know, I, I continue to have these conversations, um, you know, throughout the, the, the different organizations that I volunteer with, like, hey, go over here, talk to this person, whether it's mental health, whether it's substance abuse. Like I've, I've been very fortunate to meet people within the within this space that have the humanity that care about other veterans and family members too. Um, and, and all these organizations are just, you know, willing, willing to help veterans and their family members. And it just comes really by that, that courage to, Hey, ask for, if it's not asking for help, however we want to frame that word help, whether it's assistance or, Hey, I got a question who, who knows the answer. And, and, you know, part of me finding that was when I, when I left, I was like, all right, here's my tribe is the military. Where, where do I find my tribe once I leave the military? Mm-hmm. And that's again, within my community, but I, but I asked those questions and I, and I had a good sounding board of, of, of people and organizations to ask. I like what he just said, you know, how we had to um, identify um, with um, not only um, when we get out the military, we, we seek our own, but there's also an element of people who reject us in a certain way. Some of them, because maybe they envy the fact they didn't go in the military. Some of them, because of, I don't know what it is, but there's some kind of a separation also between veterans and civilians when we come home. Even, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about even years afterwards. I know people today that they're, they're not too happy about veterans, you know? You know, it's not, I don't know, but it's, it's a fact. It, it is a fact. There, there, there has and will continue to be that divide, that military-civilian divide. Some of it positive, some of it negative, some of it indifferent. You know, we, we've seen it from our Vietnam era uh, veterans and, and, you know, we do see it today. You know, with the, with the culture, you know, how politically divided we, we are. And, you know, sadly, you know, our, our veterans get drug into it as well. But the, the thing about our, our veterans and our military is that we, we don't ask 
uh, hey, we want to go fight. Uh, we just we wrote that check, said, hey, we're, we're going to go do this, uh, whatever you ask. I mean, and that's what we go do. Um, and, and some people could see past that and understand it. And other people, you know, unfortunately, they, they hey, you're you know, you're in the military. You know, we we don't support you. Um, my my personal you know experience have been more positive. I've I've met more people that you know that hey thank you for your service appreciate your service than the folks that, that I haven't. But I'm but the fact remains there are people that that don't yeah. and that maybe don't want to help you know within their organizations. Like hey they're they they were they're a veteran. There's all these there's all these resources out for them. Me and this organization we we don't have anything for you right now. Mm. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, you know, so I think for the message that we, we try to share here on the podcast, though, is for veterans out there uh, who do want help. And, and I like the way you put it, Ryan, you had to ask yourself some questions, right? You had to, as you were getting ready to leave and make that retirement decision, you really had to, you know, turn the lens inward and say, okay, I've got some questions for myself. I need a little help on some things to save your marriage and so on and so forth. And that's often the hardest step in the first step. For, for many veterans, you know, whatever the problem may be, whether it's addiction, whether it's uh, PTSD or whatever the case might be, big, big problems or small problems, you got to look inwards and then you also have to reach out for some help. So I thank you so much for your time. Anything else before we go that we might have missed that you'd like to share? No, I again, I, I appreciate this time, this opportunity to, to, to share a little bit of my story. And, and, and hopefully, you know, if somebody else hears this and says, hey, this this guy could do it. I I could do this too. And I could, I can make this world work for me. Absolutely. Reverend Ben, uh, thank you so much for being here as always. Any questions or comments before we depart this week? I just want to say thank you, um, Ryan, for your input. Veterans are in need of all these resources and information. So I'm glad that we have a platform to provide it. And um, I look forward to our future podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll have those resources and information at the end of the podcast. So stick around for that. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can catch future episodes as well as check out past episodes. And we'll have Ryan's information up if you're in the Lebanon area. Let me say that better. Is that better? Perfect. There we go. Uh, I got family in Carlisle, so they're probably going to yell at me anyway when they hear this. So, uh, (laughs) but it's all good. But uh, we'll have those resources and information up at the end of the show. So, again, check those out and reach out to folks and get yourself some help if you need some and continue to check out and support Untold Valor. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Copier Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compure Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.